Welcome back to the Daily Thunder podcast, another post-game edition. Oklahoma City gets the win tonight, a wild one, 120 to 118, and I'm here tonight again, back-to-back nights, with Brandon Rabar. Brandon, how are you? I'm good, man. This was such a confusing game. Uh, You know, tell two halves, obviously, but, uh, you know, whether your team tank or team compete, I think after the first half, everybody's like, okay, Thunder are going to win this on a landslide. Let's just have fun with it. And then the Timberwolves came back and took the lead in the second half. So Team Tank's like, okay, sweet. Still get to tank. And then the Thunder come back. It's just like, which way do I go on this? You're, you're like pulling my emotions everywhere, Thunder. How am I supposed to feel? We love making office, uh, office references on this podcast. We're a very uh, pro-office podcast so i'd like to uh reference snip snap snip snap snip snap <laughs> michael's vasectomy <laughs> yes. is kind of how i was feeling tonight uh having it reversed and reversed back the emotional toll that takes on someone um oklahoma city yeah, uh, so does that make does that make the timberwolves jan or the thunder jan i'm not sure who is doing it to us that's a good point I may have to think about that. I I think I think Minnesota is Jan. I mean, Jan's the worst, and <laughs> yeah, so is Minnesota. Call. So, good call. I, so we've got to we've got to deem Minnesota as Jan. I wonder who Dwight's Dwight would be in this scenario because that's. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't seen Dinner Party recently, go back and rewatch Dinner Party, um, <laughs> an all time Mount Rushmore off episode. So Oklahoma City jumps out to that massive lead, and it was like you're saying. Fine, we get to enjoy. These young, I mean, it was all young guys out there on the floor. It was crazy. It was it was the four young guys plus Will, Kendrick Williams in the starting lineup. I mean, we were. I was thinking about you because we were just missing Poku from the from that lineup. He was the only one missing. Um, they jump out to a huge lead, and honestly, I was resigned to them blowing out Minnesota. Makes sense. They lost to him last night. Same gym. A uh, different night that figured they would win tonight, and then the second half, Oklahoma City just lets them right back in the game, and I'm like, this is this is amazing. It it, <laughs> it really was. Again, I think some Thunder fans. I'm really curious how many wanted the Timberwolves to hit that last second shot to either tie it or, or get the win. Uh, it was such a confusing game, but it was. Here's the deal. Here's my main takeaway from this game. Shea Gilgis-Alexander looked awesome. When, when it's the young guys um, that win you a game or if they're winning in a landslide, whether your team tank or not, you just have to. that's important for the Thunder's future. So you just have to kind of be happy with it. And to see Shea continuing to take the, the jump into stardom like he did tonight, 31 points, nine straight points down the stretch in the last four minutes, uh, nine rebounds, seven assists. Uh, he just looks so good night after night. So, you know, I don't know if the Thunder are going to be able to catch the Timberwolves in the race for a, a top three pick or not. It's going to be tough. Maybe they try when Carl Anthony Towns is back. I'm not sure. You know, this was kind of the big swing game. But uh, I'm I'm pretty happy with with the win tonight, I guess. I don't know. Ask me tomorrow. 
yeah it's that's kind of i'm i'm torn it's it ultimately it's it's disappointing because it's so val what a valuable win to give to minnesota again uh like they did last night so from that perspective i do think it's kind of a bummer but it's hard to be disappointed like you're saying when it's the young guys that are making this happen like if if they're going to win games especially against a team like this just don't let it be because al horford you know had 30 you know um don't let it be because george hill like hit eight threes in a game this is the kind of this is the kind of uh stat sheet you want to see aside from maybe Muscala having 22 in the first half yep Mike Muscala and messing up the Thunder's draft picks name a more iconic duo <laughs> uh good call you know and I think Sam Presti paid off uh uh the Timberwolves to give him the people's elbow in the second half to just take him out he was doing he was doing too much he you know Moose one. was great tonight if 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 anything, you know, I, I feel bad for Moose because he was one point off of his career high, which by the way, he got against the Timberwolves. He was one point away at halftime and he never got that second, you know, he never got another point because he got taken out in the second half. He was great tonight. Uh I, I do wonder, you know, like you said, you want it to be the young guys. Muscala's not gonna be a part of the rebuild, but I gotta wonder at some point, is he worth a, a late first round pick to some team. I would have never thought that. And I'm still not sure uh, if he is, he's worth at least a second. I know that, but maybe some team, maybe you package him and George Hill together and that's worth a, a first round pick, or I don't know. I feel like George Hill is worth a late pick on his own, but Mike Muscala is just playing so well. Nights like tonight, I feel like ah, the Thunder's got to get something for him. Right. I mean, like, you know, he's, He's he's too valuable, too good of a player, I think, off the bench at seven feet tall to be able to hit threes like that, not to go help a contender and get something back for the Thunder. Yeah, and that's a really interesting one. I don't think he would fetch a uh, even a late first by himself, but nah, with with nah. Hill, with Hill, I think it uh, like you're saying, I think they could get a decent uh, a decent asset out of those two guys together. Um, 22 points on just two th- made threes as well. Like he was doing it kind of from everywhere. And it, after the after he took that shot to the jaw, it looked like he was trying to walk it off. And as soon as uh, the Thunder uh, training staff kind of came over and started taking a look at him, you could tell he was frustrated because he knew like I'm not going back in this game. Yeah. So <laughs> that was that was. Uh, here's the deal. Kudos to Mike Muscala for walking it off. And for giving it a go because that looked brutal. If that was me, I go down like Glass Joe. No question is asked. I'm I'm down. But then I think about you know, like if that was Stephen Adams, he just like you know kind of uh, I don't know if he even feels it, and yeah. he he just keeps playing. So kind of sh- shows you the difference between a mere mortal like me and then an <laughs> NBA player like Mike Muscala, and then Call Drago like Stephen Adams. There's like different tiers here of getting <laughs> yeah. elbowed. <laughs> so, uh, another really strong night from Dort, another strong night from Maladon. Um, Kenrich Williams, 10 points, nine boards. He's just a ball of energy, plays incredibly tough, the worst hair in the NBA. Um, then when they got best, another, you mean the best, the best hair in the NBA? The, <laughs> the, if you're not counting every other player, then yes, the best <laughs> hair in the NBA. Uh, 15 points from Diallo, who, 
continues to have no trouble getting into the paint and getting all the way to the, all the way to the rim. It's a, a brand new Diallo this year. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that we all owe a big apology to, to Hamadou Diallo at this point. I mean, I think that his detractors and doubters are dwindling by the day. Uh, I didn't even mean to go, uh, with alliteration there, it just kind of happened <laughs> talking about Diallo. Uh, <laughs> You're just doing um, like that. But here's the deal. He's scored double digits, like 10 games in a row or something like that. I mean, it's, it's been, it's amazing. It, he's been by far to me, obviously Shea has been, you know, a star this season and Dort's improvement has been incredible, but we kind of thought those things might happen with Diallo. I think that we all doubted he could ever become a player like this, a consistent, efficient spark plug off the bench. And he has, I mean, we got to give him his, his due. He's, he's been fantastic this season. He he's really, getting to the point really where has. I'm like, well, the Thunder need to re-sign him because he's 22 years old and they developed him. He could be a, a key piece off the bench for, you know, the, for the future. But then I'm like, how much money is it going to cost at this point? <laughs> if we want to invest that kind of money into Diallo, it's weird. It's a weird point to be with Hamadou. Definitely not a conversation I thought we'd have around Diallo at any point. Of, no. It, you know, what What would he look like on another team? That's That's been a fun exercise with players throughout the years on Oklahoma City is, what would they look like on other teams? Um, the 20, I believe it was the Mellow team, the 2017 18 team. Uh, we got our answer. Like they cut like five dudes off that team and they didn't, <laughs> they weren't in the league the next year. But a guy like Diallo, you wonder what he would be like off the bench for, for uh, a team that's, uh, would he get minutes? You know, I don't, I don't know. It, the, the range is huge. And I don't think, I mean, I, I think he's playing himself into more money. That's for sure. I don't think that this will be his last contract in the NBA. Maybe not even with the Thunder. Yeah, I, I just, I give it up to Hamid. I have no idea. His future is the most unclear to me. Like, you know, the Thunder, the Thunder are going to throw the max. Shea, he's going to resign. He's going to be here forever. Uh, you know, or at least for another contract, hopefully forever. Uh, you, you can't say that about, you know. uh, <laughs> we've, got, we've got too Dort, much scar he, tissue. He's going to be here. I know exactly. Dort's going to be here for the long haul. Obviously Maladone and Poku are on rookie contracts, so they'll be here for a while. Um, the big unknown Baisley is still on rookie contract. Diallo. I just, I, I do not know what's going to happen with Diallo. It's, he's a mystery. I want to ask you about Maladon. What's your favorite part about his game? Uh, I mean, I, I hate to go with a cliche here because it's been used when talking about Maladon so often, but his maturity and his, his IQ and just his, his play at 19 years old really does seem uh, beyond what typically a second round 19 year old players would be. That said, uh, I really like him starting. Uh, playing with mm -hmm. the better players has made him better. Mm -hmm. Instead of leading the second unit, uh, being alongside Shea and Dort and those guys, I think, has brought out the best of Maladone. He's shooting much better because he's able to catch and shoot and be open. Uh, he had six assists tonight, 10 yeah. points, four of eight shooting. I like seeing him get other guys involved and set guys up. Um, I just... I like how he doesn't really make any dumb plays. I mean, mm -hmm. he had three turnovers tonight, which for him is actually quite a few. 
but I, I don't think he's ever forcing anything. I don't think he really gets flustered. I don't think he uh, has bad turnovers when they happen. I see where he was going and what he was doing. Um, he's just a smart, smart player for 19 years old. He really is. He plays so under control. I was, you hit on my favorite part, his shot. I, I think the mechanics look so good for a guy to get in the second round. He, he does so many things already, you know, before the shot even comes into consideration. He does so many things well at such a good size, but the mechanics of his shot look really, really good. Yeah, they really do. Like, I mean, he he looks so skilled in everything that he does, whether it's handling the ball, passing the ball, and like you said, shooting the ball. Even though his shooting percentage right now, let's pull it up. Do you know what it is off the top of your head from three? I'll look at it. I'm going to pull it. For the season, it's 36.6, which is great. Uh, that's above league average by a little bit. And for a rookie, and he started off kind of rocky, that's great. Um, but he has the look about him that looks like he could be, you know, that 40% type of shooter. I, yeah. He might not be, he may not be, but uh, when you look at his mechanics, he, he has that look about him. And he looks so much more comfortable getting all the way to the rim than he did at the beginning of the year. That's something that I feel is, has, has grown so much just in the last couple of weeks with like you're saying him getting into that starting lineup there's just so much more room for him to operate when the ball swings to him. It's usually just him and one other guy, uh, you know, him and his defender, um, and then it's the rim. So I, I really am excited for for Teo and what the opportunity he's getting so early on. Yeah, he's he's a guy that I think the Thunder are excited about for the future. Like no question. Ask Sam Presti. To, to rank his assets and his young players, I bet your tail would be higher than, than people would think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, where do you think Justin Jackson ranks on that list? Pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, if I'm being honest, uh, no, I, I mean, I'm, obviously I'm trolling. I think I'm trolling. <laughs> I, I know that you really like Justin Jackson and Hey, he shot two or three from three tonight. He looks solid and he's still young. I mean, Justin Jackson's still a young guy. Uh, he's on his rookie contract still. Uh, is it possible that he turns into a player that could stick around? I don't think he's going to, but he was the number 15 pick in 2017. He's only 25 years old. He's kind of right on the border of does he fit the Thunder's timeline? He he would be old on the Thunder's timeline, but still young enough where he could stick around. I don't see it happening. I know you like him a lot. Well, I'll, well, I'll be honest. The reason I like him so much is because he helps us lose games. <laughs> so, so, so I'll be – I just want to be – Full disclosure, my love for Justin Jackson comes from a very distorted place. Um, I love what we're seeing from a style of play uh, out of Coach Dagnall. Like, he's, I just really like how he has the guys playing. Like, I don't, it's it, for, for someone that is excited about um, the potential of a high draft pick, um, it can be it can be frustrating, but in a good way, like he, they just play such a, such a high level uh, of basketball, despite being so young. Yeah, they really do. These guys, I just wrote 
an article for for DT about it earlier today. I, he's a really good coach. I know it's early. I know it's a small sample size. I know that the Thunder are 10 and 12, but they have been playing far above expectations. This was supposed to be the worst team in the NBA. This team has played with second stringers and third stringers. Uh, they've, they're playing with 19 year olds. They're playing with rookies. They're playing with prospects and castoffs and journeymen. They're playing with kind of like the, the Island of misfit NBA players. And every night they out effort the other team. They out hustle the other team. They play smart. They take good shots. They share the ball. They've all bought in. They're all happy in their positions. Every night guys are ready to step up, whether they're a third stringer or whether they haven't played in two years, like Darius Miller, all these guys are prepared. It's mm-hmm. a well-prepared team. The only team thing they're really lacking is talent. I mean, yeah. I mean, Shea Gilgis Alexander is obviously incredibly talented and Al Horford and George Hill, but George Hill's out for a month. He's older. He's got a smaller role. Al Horford, you know, uh, is older. He's missing games. He's sitting on back to backs. But everybody else, I think Dagnall, deserves a lot of credit for this team exceeding expectations and every one of these players developing and exceeding individual expectations as well. Yeah. He and his entire staff, I, I, hats off to every one of them. They're doing a phenomenal job with, with such a young team. I'm, I've been impressed from, from day one, impressed from, the, from his introductory press conference. Like He's been really sharp, and, I mean, it – the the further the further we go along, the more that hire makes total sense for for where the Thunder are right now. It'll be very interesting to see if he's the answer for where they want to go next. Yeah, I I don't doubt him at this point. I mean, I know we're only twenty two games in, and this is a rebuild, uh, and it's a weird season. You know, other teams are missing players here and there as well. Obviously, with COVID and everything, but I've been impressed with him from his his players play on the court to his answers to questions off the court to just his general disposition and intelligence and his manner with people. I've just been impressed with him. You know, he wasn't a sexy pick, but I'm glad the thunder went unsexy with him. (laughs) And (laughs) I remember there was, I mean, Al Horford came from such a tough situation last year in Philly. A lot of stuff surrounding that but the to listen to al al sounds like he um arrived in the promised land or something his the quotes he has on this team and this staff and this environment this culture it's uh it's a testament to sam first and foremost but it's also a testament to this coaching staff i just think they've built such a fun uh environment that is uh that breeds uh excellence and and growth and it's it's really uh it's exciting given where the thunder's at right now they have the most important thing they could have aside from a star like shea is a culture to develop guys like that in i think tonight was the perfect example of a winning culture versus i hate to say it but a losing culture yeah uh in minnesota it's a great you have two teams that should be rebuilding two teams uh you know that are young two teams that have 
developing talent. We saw D'Angelo Russell play last night, and we've seen Carl Anthony Towns. I love the guy, but we've seen him the past several years. But I think they're stuck in a culture and an environment that doesn't, you know, so far breed success. And if you look at the talent on each of the rosters and and all those things from the the lottery talent that they picked, the first rounders that they picked, I mean, they've got a number two overall pick in D'Angelo Russell and a former all-star when he was with a different team. You got Carl Anthony Towns, who's just an absolute stud and a number one pick. You got Jared Culver. You got Anthony Edwards now, number one overall pick. And they've got other first-round picks. Then you got the Thunder, who've got, you know, their their best player is the 11th overall pick. They got a bunch of second-rounders and undrafted guys or late first-round picks but the Thunder are playing harder and they're playing smarter and they expect to win. And you don't see that from Minnesota on the other side. So it just shows, you know, I think a lot of people, when you talk about tank, you're like, yeah, but you see teams like the Knicks or Timberwolves uh, or Pistons that pick in the lottery and they suck forever. But yeah, those teams don't have a culture, a winning environment like the Thunder do. It's a real thing. Mm -hmm. There's a reason why last year's team, um, exceeded expectations and yep. went to the playoffs when they weren't supposed to. There's a reason why this team, even though they bottomed out roster wise is still competitive every night. It's a winning culture. So that's why I'm not worried about rebuilding and tanking because now they're going to bring, you know, those lottery picks and high end picks into a winning environment. That wraps us up for this game. Uh, Oklahoma city goes to LA to play the Lakers on Monday. I believe that is a, two games set with the Lakers. They play the Lakers again on Wednesday at Staples. So two Laker games coming up. Um, and that will be, uh, that will be a tough test for, for the thunder for sure. But they've been sp splitting the two game sets at worst. Um, so we'll, we'll see if that trend continues against LA. Brandon, I got to ask you about the Super Bowl. big game tomorrow. Who, uh, do you have a rooting interest? Do you have a team that you are picking to win? What, do you have, a maybe some, maybe some capital, uh, invested on the game? What's your, what's your Super Bowl situation? My rooting interest is always against Tom Brady. So Interesting. I'm a big cheese. I'm a big cheese fan tomorrow. I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan. Okay. And so, you know, so for the past, you know, 25 years, my team has basically been whichever team is going up against the Patriots or Tom Brady. Cause I, I I'm, I'm not a fan. I'll, <laughs> I'll just say that. Uh, and Patrick Mahomes and I, uh, share a birthday. And so, and I like the chiefs. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going for the chiefs, uh, no money on the game, but I want and think the Chiefs will win tomorrow. But here's the deal. Tom Brady is the luckiest athlete of all time. Wow. Is he one of the best? Yes, but he's also everything that could ever break his way breaks his way. So I wouldn't be surprised if Patrick Mahomes stubs his toe on the way into the game tomorrow and doesn't play so that Tom Brady can get another Super Bowl win. <laughs> I would imagine we've got quite a few. There's, there's probably a pretty good contingent of Thunder fans that also – are chiefs fans given the proximity. So I would imagine you're going to make some friends on that take right there. Um, that's going to be a fun game to watch. I haven't looked forward to a super bowl this much in a long time. I, these two teams are really both very good. Yeah, they are the, uh, the Buccaneers have the better defense, so they've got a shot. They both have great offenses. I just think the chiefs offense is that special that they'll pull it out. I think it'll be a, a pretty high scoring game. Yeah. 
All right. We are going to wrap it there. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me. All right, man. Have a good night, buddy. All right. Thunder fans, we'll talk to you soon.